chapters 7 through 13 of the second epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 7 Therefore, having these promises, friends, we should purify ourselves from every bodily and spiritual pollution, perfecting purity in reverence of God. Make room for us. We have injured none. We have corrupted none. We have plundered none. I do not express blame. For, as I said before, you are in our hearts to suffer and die together. I use perfect freedom of speech towards you, for I am very proud of you. I am quite content and supremely delighted in spite of all our sufferings. For when we arrived in Macedonia, we had no bodily rest, but were distressed all around, contentions without, fears within. But God, the consoler of the depressed, consoled us by the appearance of Titus, and not only by his appearance, but also by the pleasure with which he had been consoled by you, reporting to us your desire, your sorrow, your zeal for me, which increased my delight. Because, even if I had grieved you by that letter, I am not sorry for it, although I had been sorry, seeing the result of that letter, although it grieved you temporarily. I am glad now, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repentance. For you were grieved unto a return to God, so that you were not punished by us uselessly. For the divine sorrow produces an unrepentable change of mind to salvation but the worldly grief produces death. For observe this, your divine grief. What a readiness, what a defense, what vexation, what dread, what a longing, what zeal, what a decision it produced from you. In all things you have proved yourselves to be quite innocent of that affair. However, although I wrote to you, it was not on account of the profligate, nor on account of the injured man, but with the object of manifesting your earnestness, for our sakes and your own, towards God, and we have been consoled by this. And besides our own consolation, we have been still further rejoiced by the delight of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I had boasted about you a little to him, I was not disgraced. But as we had spoken in all truth to you, so also our boast to Titus became true." and his feelings are especially favorable towards you, remembering the obedience of you all, how you received him with fear and trembling. I am rejoiced, because I relied upon you in everything. Chapter 8 But now I will inform you, brethren, of the gift of God bestowed upon the assemblies of Macedonia, because of the overflow of their kindness which, during a great trial of affliction, and notwithstanding their very deep poverty, has poured out in the wealth of their generosity, so that according to their ability, and I give evidence beyond their ability, they volunteered. With much urgency they begged of us to convey the gift and undertake the distribution of it to the saints, and not that we had expected it, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us through the will of God. We therefore encouraged Titus, that as he had begun, he should also finish concerning your contribution. 
However, as you excel in everything, in faith and reason and knowledge and in all readiness and in your love toward us, so also you might excel in this contribution. I do not speak imperatively, but by relating the readiness of others, want a genuine proof of your friendship. For you should look upon the beneficence of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, when existing in wealth, impoverished himself for you, so that you might be enriched by his poverty. And I give my opinion about this, for it may assist you, who not only originated the work, but also the idea above a year ago. And now then, complete the matter, so that as you had the desire to form it, you may also complete it according to your means. For if the desire exists, it is acceptable according to what one may possess, not according to what is not possessed. Yet assistance to others will not be affliction to yourselves, but equitably at this present period of your abundance you assist them in their needs. Then also from their abundance something will be produced for you when in necessity. So it will be equalized. As it is written, Those having much were not overfed, and those having little were not starved. But thank God who gave the same earnestness to the heart of Titus for you. He gladly accepted it, and impatient to begin, he started to you voluntarily. But we have sent with him the brother who is admired for preaching the gospel through all the assemblies, and not that only, but he was also selected by the assemblies as our fellow traveler to attend to this benevolence for the honor of the Lord, and by our desire. I steer in this way, lest anyone should slander us for our excessive activity in this affair, taking care to stand well, not only before the Lord, but also before men. And we have sent together with them our brother, whom we have always found to be active, but at present much more earnest by the great confidence he has in you. As for Titus, he is my friend and fellow worker among you, and our brothers are messengers from the assemblies approved of Christ. You should therefore show to them the proof of your love, and of our pride concerning you in the presence of all the assemblies. Chapter 9 Further, indeed, it is superfluous for me to write to you about the subscriptions for the saints, for I know your desire, and I boasted about you to the Macedonians that Achaia was prepared a year before, and through your zeal many were aroused. I have accordingly sent the brethren, so that our boast in this instance may not be disproved. And as I said, you were prepared, so you might be found. And lest the Macedonians coming with me should find you unprepared, we, for I will not say you, should be ashamed in this assertion. We therefore considered it necessary to advise the brethren, so that they might proceed to you and secure the previously recorded eulogy of you. You let this readiness be spontaneous, and not as though extorted. The sparing sower, however, shall reap sparingly, and the generous sower will also reap plentifully, as each is incited by his heart, not as though grudgingly, or as if compelled. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make every grace overflow in you, so that in everything and at all times, possessing complete content, you may prosper in every benevolent work, as it is written, He winnowed it out, he gave to the poor, his righteousness will endure forever. 
and he who bountifully provides seed to the sower and bread to the eater will supply and fill up this your seed and will increase the product of your righteousness in everything you will be enriched with all generosity which is acquired through gratitude to god because the result of this assistance is not only a supply to the necessities of the holy but it will also overflow through their great gratitude to god through their approval of this assistance thanking god for the alliance of your profession and the openness of the communion with them and with all in the gospel of christ and with their prayer for you they will feel a strong affection for you because you have received god's pre-eminent favor thank god for his unexpected bounty chapter ten and i myself paul advise you through the gentleness and goodness of christ who when among you am quiet in appearance but when absent am bold toward you but i wish not to be bold when present with the determination in which i intend to venture against some who fancy we work for selfish ends for although we exist in a body we do not contend for self for the weapons of our campaign are not corporeal but powers from god for the purpose of destroying fortresses defeating opponents and every pride exalting itself against the knowledge of god and subduing every thought to the discipline of the messiah and competent to expel every mutineer so that your discipline may be perfect do you look at the surface of things if any one is sure that he is christ's let him yet reflect upon this with himself that as he is christ's so are we for if indeed we boasted excessively about our authority which the lord has given to us to build up and not to pull you down we should not be ashamed of it however i do not think well as i might to terrify you by letters because they say his letters are weighty and strong but his personal appearance is feeble and rhetoric powerless such people should consider this that whatever we are when absent by eloquent letters we can be the same in action when present but we do not dare to compete or compare ourselves with some of those self-praisers for they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves to themselves are rather irreflective and we are not boasting immeasurably but within the limits of the commission which god assigned us when he was planning for you for we are not outstretching ourselves as though our commission did not extend to you for we extend as far as yourselves with the gospel of christ we do not boast in exaggeration about other men's work but we are hoping from the growth of your faith that we shall be promoted from you to go still further so as to preach the gospel beyond your bounds and so as not to boast about a district prepared by another man's commission and the proud should be proud in the lord for not he who establishes himself is approved but whom the lord establishes chapter eleven i wish you could endure a little folly from me yes bear with me for i rave for you with a divine madness for i promised you to a special husband to present you a pure virgin to christ but i am afraid lest as the serpent seduced eve into his villainy so he may corrupt your thoughts from the innocence and purity of what is for christ for certainly if the newcomer preaches another jesus whom we have not preached 
or you receive another spirit that you have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, you take it well. However, I consider myself to be deficient in nothing compared with these pretentious apostles, and even if I am untutored in rhetoric, yet I am not in intellect. I have certainly displayed that in every way, at all events among you. Have I committed a sin, lowering myself so that you might be exalted, when I preached the gospel of God to you? I robbed other assemblies, accepting wages for services to you. And when with you, and being deficient, I burdened none, for the brothers arriving from Macedonia supplied my deficiency, and I kept myself free from troubling you for maintenance, and I will continue to do so. Christ's truth is in me. Therefore this boast shall not be torn from me in the district of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows! But what I do, and will do, is that I may cut off the opportunity of those who desire one, so that in what they boast they may be found the same as ourselves. For these sham apostles, tricksters, transform themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore it is not much if his servants transform themselves as though they were servants of righteousness. Their end will be the same as their works. I say again, let no one consider me to be a fool. But if I am, and you should regard me as a fool, then I myself will boast a little. What I say I do not speak from the Lord, but as though in delirium from this madness of boasting. Since many boast about their position, I will boast as well. For you endure fools complacently, you are sensible. For you endure it if they enslave you, if they devour you, if they rob, if they pirate, if they strike you in the face. I speak of dishonor, because we have been insulted. Whatever any other may dare, I speak in delirium, I myself will dare it as well. Are they Hebrews? I am. Are they Israelites? I am. Are they Abraham's heirs? I am. Are they servants of Christ? <laughs> I speak raving. I am more. Unbounded in work, indomitable in fight, very often in prison, frequently in death. From Jews five times I received forty lashes less one. Thrice I have been flogged, once I have been stoned, three times I have been shipwrecked, a night and a day I struggled in the sea, often when traveling, in dangers, on rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from fellow countrymen, dangers from foreigners, in town dangers, in desert dangers, in perils at sea, in troubles from pretended friends, in labor and hardship, often in want of rest, in hunger and thirst, frequently in starvation, in cold and nakedness. Besides these events, my daily task, the anxiety for all the assemblies. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is offended, and I am not fired? If there must be boasting, I will boast of my weakness. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be blessing forever, knows that I lie not. In Damascus the governor of Aratus the king guarded the city of the Damascenes in order to catch me, but I was let down in a basket through a window, and escaped his hands. Chapter 12 But it is useless for me to boast. 
I will come to visions and revelations from the Lord. I knew a man in Christ fourteen years ago, whether in a body I do not know, or out of the body I know not, God knows. He himself was carried up as far as the third heaven. And I knew this man, whether in a body or out of the body I know not, God knows, that he was carried into paradise and heard unutterable ideas which it is not possible for a man to relate. I will boast about that man, but I will not boast about myself, except in my weaknesses. Yet if I wished to be boastful, I should not be a fool, for I tell the truth. But I forbear, for fear any one should consider me greater than what he sees or what he hears from me and that I might not be made overbearing by the sublimity of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger from Satan to correct me, so that I might not be haughty. I implored the Lord thrice about this, that he would remove it from me. But he said to me, My gift is enough for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore I will boast more pleasantly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me, so I am content in weaknesses, in insults, in distresses, in persecutions, and oppressions, for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Have I become a fool? You have forced me, and I wish to be set right with you. For I am inferior in nothing to these supercilious apostles, even if I am nothing. The credentials of the apostle were worked out among you with great patience, through signs and wonders and powers. For in what were you deficient compared with the other assemblies, except that I did not accept payment from you? Forgive me this wrong. Take note, I have prepared to come to you this third time, and I will not accept your salary, for I want not your property, but yourselves. For the children are not accustomed to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children." and I will spend with pleasure and be exhausted for the sake of your souls, even if by loving you more I am loved the less. But perhaps I have not burdened you, but, being a rascal, have taken pay of you by a trick. When have I plundered you through any of those whom I have sent? I warned Titus, and I sent the brother with him. Did Titus plunder you? Have we not conducted ourselves in the same spirit and in the same course? Do you think we are apologizing to you again? We speak in the presence of God in Christ, and all, friends, is for the sake of benefiting you. For I fear that on coming I may not find you what I wish, and that I myself should be found to you what you wish not. I fear there are contentions, fury, passions, envies, detractions, slanderings, inflations, disturbances, I fear that at my return my God will hurl me against you when I shall punish many of the old and unrepentant sinners for the vice and profligacy and excess which they have practiced. Chapter 13 I am coming this third time to you. On the evidence of two or three witnesses every fact can be confirmed. I said before, and I proclaim it again, as though present, the second time, Though I am absent now to those sinners, and to all the rest, that when I come again I shall not spare, since you want a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak in you, but powerful among you. For even if he was crucified through weakness, he lives now from a divine power, 
although we are weak in him, yet we shall live in him with divine power for your sakes. Test yourselves if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves if you cannot recognize that Jesus Christ is among you. But perhaps you never inquire. Yet I hope that you acknowledge that we are not uninquiring. But I pray to God not to do you any harm, not so that we may appear superior, but so that you may do right. And we will be uninquisitive then, for we are not empowered to do anything against the truth, but for the truth. However, we are glad when we can be weak and you powerful, and we pray for this, your perfection. Therefore I write this while absent, so that when present I may not employ severity in accordance with the authority which the Lord has given to me, for construction and not for destruction. For the rest, brothers, be happy. Perfect yourselves, encourage yourselves, desire the same object, live at peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the holy send regards to you. The blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The End of the Second Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians Recording by Mark Penfold